Hey besties and best stores. I just wanted to hop on here to talk to y'all about something that I was talking to God about. Because I know that I'm not the only one who is struggling with this. So I would like to ask you, Holy Spirit, to come in on this conversation that we're going to continue with the besties and the best stores because I know that there, that there is a life-changing message within this message and within this conversation that we were having. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to come in. I ask you, Lord God, to open the eyes and the ears of our understanding, Lord God. Speak to our hearts. Help us to see you, Lord God, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our struggle, in the midst of everything that's going on, in the midst of our joy, in the midst of the happiest time in our life, Lord God. We're forever works in progress, Lord God, and we need you. So with that being said, Holy Spirit, come on in on this conversation um, and enlighten our minds to be able to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So besties, like, what I was talking to God about was the fact that um, in in this walk with, with Jesus, I'm going to break it down like as simple as possible because it, he, know, he and I know what we're talking about, but y'all don't know. So here we go. In this walk with Jesus, it comes a time where things get very uncomfortable, right? And God gives you specific things to do, right? And you can start, you can start doing it, but you have to continue the process of, of, of doing it until he gives you directive to go right, left, up, or down, right? So here's my dilemma. Here's my problem. And I know some of you are dealing with the same thing. God gives me specific instructions, right? And I, I will do it right then and there. But what he's requiring of me is consistency and persistence. So I'll do it. I'll, I'll go ahead and do something one day. And then I feel real good that I did it. And then the next day is just like, oh, and then I don't do it. I.e., I'm going to give y'all the real deal, working out. Working out, I love to work out. Like I told y'all, and I keep saying my testimony, I was 250 pounds, and now I'm not. Not only a way close to the 200, 200 mark, right? That took work. I had to weight train and do a lot of cardio. I had to watch what I ate. You know what I'm saying? I had to eat less of this and eat more of that. And I had to go to workouts. I had to, like, really train. And I didn't train lightly. I trained very hard. And that took work. It took me getting uncomfortable. So I, I don't I I can't tell y'all I don't like working out because I actually do. I love working out. I love to feel sore after after a good workout. The sore feeling is my is like a trophy for me. I love to feel sore. I love it. I love that feeling of feeling sore. But the thing that I struggle with is consistency. Consistency now. I know for a fact that you don't have to work out every day to be consistent. Because I wasn't working out when I had lost my lost that weight. I wasn't working out consistently. Well, I was working out consistently. But, I mean, I wasn't working out every day. I wasn't. I was working out three times, three or four times a week. Three or four times a week. And the weight, you know, fell off, right? Because I was going consistently. 
But now, y'all, when I tell you, like, I'll have a good day, and I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going, I'm going to the gym. And then I, like, just yesterday, I went to the gym in the morning. I woke up at, at 4 a.m. I hit the gym up at 5, and, like, I had my whole morning routine down pat, right? And I had, I was so excited. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. I might go to the gym this evening. I cannot wait for tomorrow. That evening came and went, and this morning came and went because I, I, I really just talked myself out of it. I talked myself out of it, and I felt like, man. But, like, I, it's like I know what to do. Not just with working out, but, like, with other areas God is working with me on. Like, I was just telling him I know what to do. I know better, but I don't do better. And that's why I get so disappointed in myself. I don't beat myself up anymore because I used to beat myself up at least. I used to beat myself up, and I used to really, like, be getting down on myself. I don't do that anymore. I I don't do that anymore. Negative thoughts do happen. But I don't beat myself up anymore, as in me beating myself up. You know, of course they're gonna have, there's gonna be warfare and all this stuff. Of course they're gonna have warfare, and of course they're, um, they might have a negative thought come in once or twice. But as far as me beating myself up for making making uh, a bad choice, I don't do that anymore. But I do get very disappointed in myself, and then other things start to get triggered. And I, I give into the the trigger. I give into a temptation. Let's just say, let's just say you're supposed to be fasting, and you know you saying I'm gonna fast for three days, and then somebody bring your favorite food to you, you know, and you, you either doing a Daniel fast or you could be doing water, all water. If and if somebody just so happens to bring your favorite food, they're not doing you nothing wrong, but it is a temptation. And you're just like, man, I fasted enough. I fasted two two out of the three days so that, you know, God knew my heart, you know. But I, I this, and, and no, not even God knew my heart, but this food going to go bad because I see somebody got delivered Chinese food from their best friend. And if your best friend had came into town and, your best friend has said they were gonna stop at your favorite Chinese restaurant, and they gave they brought the brought the food to you, and you supposed to be on the fast. You ain't supposed to be eating that Chinese food. You supposed to be on the fast, but since your friend came and bought that and, and brought that to you, you on day two. But that food is you don't think that food is gonna last. That's the, that's the excuse you're telling yourself. You thinking. Oh, yeah, that food not going to last. That's going to go bad in the refrigerator. So I need to eat it now. Let me tell you how I know. Because that happened with me before. Like, oh, this is going to go bad. Like, I'm I'm raw. I'm working on being raw vegan. And, like, there's been times where I, God didn't even call me on a fast. I call myself on a fast. And, you know, God honors your fast. But I call myself on a fast. And I say, you know, I'm going to have to wait. Never mind. I can't fast right now because... The, the produce, because, you know, produce goes bad in a couple of days. The produce is going to go bad, so I'm going to just go ahead and fast after this. And I ain't never got back to the fast because I was so worried about the food, right? 
so worried about the food. And, you know, that's another thing. Y'all, when you're fasting, you don't have to jump to the most extreme fast. Let me free somebody, like somebody should have freed me. Water fasting is not the end-all, be-all of fasting. Water fasting is not the fast that gets the most attention by God. It's not the fast that God gives the most attention to. No. If you are giving up and abstaining from something that you are used to, to having, God honors that. Let's just say you drink a lot of what I call cold drinks. We call it cold drinks uh, over here um, in my world, <laughs> in my family, you know. We call it cold drinks, but you might know it as pop or soda in your in your world, right? Let's just say you're giving up soda or pop, you know, and you, you, know, you have a soda or pop every day or every other day, and you really love your soda or pop. If you abstain for that, let's just say a day, like, or a partially, you don't drink the one, you don't drink one for lunch, but you will, you have it for dinner. You know, if you abstain from that and use that time in the word of God, God honors that. You don't have to just say, oh, I'm going on a water fast only to, um, to be able to honor God. No. That is not the only way to honor God. That's not the only way to fast. Yes, water fasting is a type of fast, but there there's also the Daniel fast. There's also a uh, fast where you can abstain from watching TV. There's different types of fast that you can do. And most of the time, God is calling you to a specific fast. You can fast on your own and say, oh, I'm going to abstain from this. But that time, this okay, fasting without God's word, but without spending time with God in his word or just spending time with him um, and replacing the time you will be doing whatever, like eating or drinking or whatever else you you are abstaining from. Without replacing that time with, with time with God, that is a diet. That is not, you just, you just abstain it from something. You're not, that's a, stop calling these things fast when they're not fast. A fast is specifically for God and to, to spend time with God. Not because you just don't want to drink pop or soda no more. Not because you want to you, you want to get your body slim, snatched. No, those are byproducts. The ultimate goal of fasting is to get that time in with God. Whatever you're giving up, replacing that time with God. You know what I'm saying? In God's word. Or if he tells you, you know, you don't have to open the Bible today. Let's just go to go take a walk in the park. Let's go for a drive. Whatever he's telling you, that's what you're replacing. Whatever you're giving up with, that's what you're doing. You're not just abstaining from the food. Because he can care less about the food, to be honest with you. He can care less about you giving up the pop, to be honest with you. Because he just wants that time with you. He wants you to have dedicated time with him so that he can put your real self back inside of you because the words that god speaks in his in his in the bible is the true definition of what we are to be speaking in this world you know what i'm saying oh we about to get a little real holy spirit i don't know where you going with this but let's go all right the real reality of it is the words that 
that is in the Bible is what we should be speaking. There's nothing but life in the Bible. Yes, they have experiences that, uh, different experiences that humans have went through and they real life examples and they have principles, but those, those are the primary things of what we should be speaking and what we should be living. That, that's in that word. Who was Jesus? Jesus was the word. John, hold on, cause baby, hold on, hold on, cause baby, hold on, hold on, cause John speaks of it. Y'all know the the um the gospel of John. It say in the beginning the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was recre- was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Jesus is the word. And let me tell you, because you are a manifestation of Jesus, okay, of God, you are also a word too. You are also the word too. So you should be living, breathing, thinking, acting in the word. In the word. That's what that's what we should be doing. Now we're not gonna be like thou and thee and all that stuff if you read the King James Version, but we are we ought to we ought to be speaking the life that is in the word. We ought to be in the word. I had just watched a sermon and it said, whatever you're going to, or whatever you're going through, there is a principle in the word of God for it. So let's just say this. Inconsistency. There's a principle in the word of God for inconsistency. That is something that I need right now because, baby, it's like one one area I'm, I could be real consistent. And another area is like, nah, nah, be ain't consistent baby nah b you're not consistent nah d like and i know i'm not the only one and it stems from me being cuffed to comfort it stems from me wanting to be comfortable because i don't know about you but when i'm uncomfortable it's then it's like shock waves are being sent throughout my body i don't know if anybody can feel me on here but that's what it is that's how it is for me like shock waves are being sent throughout my body and I don't like being uncomfortable in ways that I don't like being uncomfortable in, in those ways I really don't and like I was telling God like before like coming to Jesus when you when you really come to Jesus you are hype you are hype anything for Jesus I will, I'll do anything for you Jesus. you die for me you rose for me I'm destined out of anything but on the other side of that when you get like it's kind of like the honeymoon phase like it's all cute puppy dog oh yeah oh yeah i'll do anything for you baby and all this stuff like that but when it gets into like year two year three of this marriage because you know if you are a relationship with this you in a marriage you in a covenant but it's like year two year three you actually have to make a decision love is no longer a feeling love is no longer a feeling love is a decision you know what I'm saying? That that feeling of love lingers. It lingers, and it fades, and, and, and it might fade away until you decide to allow it to linger even more. Okay. Walk 
right now for me, it's a decision. It's a and then the thing that gets me, like I told y'all yesterday, I had did my morning routine. I went work out this morning and I did it right. The decision it doesn't just stem from one day. You can say, and I'm just using working out because this is a real life example for me. You can say that you go like I can say I go, I'm gonna I'm start on Sunday. I can say at the beginning of the week, I'm going to work out every day of the week. Come Monday, I don't go work out. Come Tuesday, I might go work out. And then the rest of the week, I don't. So I can't make a decision for the following days on one day. Because I have to wake up daily and say, and position my mind in my body to get up at 4 a.m. because that's the real reality for me. I wake up at 4 a.m. to wake up at 4 a.m. to get ready. Well, not to get ready, but to spend time with God and then get ready to go to the gym with him at 5 o'clock. I can't tell myself I'm about to do that on Sunday for the rest of the week. You know, I'm not that disciplined yet. And you may be in the same boat where it's like, you talking a lot of stuff. You want to do it, and you know better, but you're not doing better. You know better, you're not doing better, but you, but you, but you, you want to do better. You have the desire to do better. Let me tell you something that I need to be telling myself, and you need to be telling yourself. That is amazing that you have that desire, but your desire has to get some d- discipline behind it. Matter of fact. Your desire, that's not what I want to say. What I want to say, your desire has to have a decision behind it every single day. Even if you gotta act, even if you gotta wake up and be like, I'm going to the gym today. I'm spending time with God in his word today. Even if you gotta say that out your mouth every single day, Bestie, we gotta do it. Because guess what? We have to really begin to to be able because okay. Because some of us, we don't trust other people because we we have a lack of trust for ourselves. Because we've told ourselves that we will we will do this, this, and this, and that, and we did it. We don't trust ourselves, so we're projecting that on other people. Oh, I don't trust you. Well, why you don't trust it? Why why you don't trust me? We should be saying because I don't trust myself. Because we've lied to ourselves so many times and told ourselves that we were gonna do this. And that, and don't don't get me wrong. There are things that come up. There are things that come up to where we don't have the opportunity to go. Like right now, I was supposed to be somewhere, but the weather is the the reason why I'm just gonna go home. I'm just gonna go home. I don't feel bad about it. I know God is not worried about that because it's the weather. It's the weather. I had I I had to leave. I had to leave for where I was because. So I had a, I got a weather advisor, severe weather advisor, and I'd rather be in the comfort of the home than be out on the road and something happen. Right? This does not count. It does not count when you are when you have like a engagement that you have to be at. It does it, it doesn't count. Emergencies don't count. But when you are simply denying yourself, because that's what we do when we when we lie to ourselves. We are denying ourselves. When we don't we, we don't keep our word to ourselves, we are denying ourselves of who we can actually
actually become, we're denying ourselves of the potential that's actually in us that God put there. And ultimately, God is like, man, you talking all that stuff again? What do his scriptures say? My people, my people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. When we keep on going in this pattern of trying to avoid uncomfort and trying to um, coddle our comfort, we begin to we begin to get the side eye from God. Like, okay, you told me that yesterday. Let me see what you're going to do. Like this morning, I know the angels was cheering and looking if you bucking in, in heaven for me because I got up. I even got up before, before 4 a.m. But when I told myself that I'm not going to the gym and when I had some other plans and, and, and other things involved this morning, I know the angels was like, oh, Oh, Devin, what happened? You were so close. You were so close. It just reminded me of um, in the chosen how Nicodemus was going to go follow Jesus. I don't know if y'all seen the chosen, but they have an episode where the, the character Nicodemus he was going to follow Jesus. He was supposed to go follow Jesus at this specific time, but he didn't go follow Jesus. And Jesus was like, "Let's wait. We got another. We got another." Um, we got another disciple that's coming. We're going to wait here for him. And he didn't show up. And Jesus said, you were so close. That's a lot of, a lot of times when we miss the mark. I know God is sitting there saying, you know, baby, you were so close. Let's go. And even though he gives grace for us to have another time, we got to watch that grace stuff because God is long-suffering. That's one of the, um, is it one of the Yeah, it's one of the fruit of the spirit, patience. One of the translations it has long suffering, but God is long suffering, so He'll give that grace. But at a, at a point in time, He'll be like, "Baby, I didn't gave you an ample amount of time to do this, and you still ain't do this, and I just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it." And, and honestly, we can feel that way about ourselves. 